Dude, honestly, like, I think one of the biggest things in schools, and this might sound crazy, but I think it's beneficial for the world we live in, is I think a lot of these kids need to be taught about money, how to save it, how to use it. Here's the thing. If you, unless you really watch your bills, you watch your bank account, you, um, you, you look at a receipt and how someone charged you for something, unless you look at all of these little things, you're constantly being charged extra money you didn't need to be charged. And that adds up. So if everyone was educated, my big point is, is these huge systems are running where they charge everyone an extra $10 a month unless someone says, hey, you shouldn't have charged me and then they refund you. There's so many people out there that aren't educated enough that they're just losing money. Absolutely. Like, and I'm that person. If I didn't have my wife, she's redoing our mortgage right now. We're changing it to a 15 year and doing all these things because the interest rates are so low. She watches all that stuff. She's like, oh, I just saved us like 200 grand over 30 years and I saved us this. We're only paying 40 more dollars a month and we switched to a 15 and year. Like, and you're like, oh my God. I, I would have never known. I would have just yeah. paid for 30 years and lost 200 grand. That's my point is there's a lot of people that are just normal, hardworking people and they trust that the system is honest. They trust that the system looks out for them. So they pay into it without question and then they get taken advantage of. And then they're like, at the end of the day, they have no money and they're like, what fucking happened? I thought this system was here to protect me and help me so I could build and have a safe life and it's just not the facts. been a week off so let's see if we remember how to do this what's up everybody and welcome to episode 17 of the podcast um really excited to hang out today and relax i felt so weird last week not doing it but we just weren't feeling it overall because it was just a crazy week in our world um but today is going to be chill um we're going to be talking about a few different things the heady hawaii drop we're going to be talking about um we have some sunday sales coming up um Jeez, let's say um 10 more fucking times in the intro. Uh, let's see here. Fuck. <laughs> but we're also going to talk about some uh, water level stuff today. So I'm going to be smoking two double diffuse later this episode. And we're going to talk about like the difference between a lower water level and a higher water level. Because I see a lot of people that, you know, I'm like, dude, throw some more water in that piece. It would shred way harder. But people get nervous. We'll talk more about that though and get into it. Um, and yeah, it's basically just going to be a session catching up today, guys. Like... I have a bunch of notes written down or right now. I just had a huge conversation with my producer, Mark, about what's going on in the world. So I'm just all over the place right now. I'm like, whoa, we were just talking about some serious fucking shit. And now we're trying to get chill and fun and have some laughs. So we're just trying to transition out of that right now. Um, but yeah, Hedy Hawaii, guys, I've been fucking crushing crushing that super hard like i just posted up the first part of that drop it's 60 pieces it's 20 standards 20 micros and 20 xl double diffused and then i'm on to the last part right now it's the last 30 pieces which are all fully colored pieces and those last 30 pieces i my goal is to have them done in 10 to 12 days but my goodness it is going to be a challenge uh, but that's okay because hedy hawaii told me even if i'm behind and i don't get every piece done we can always adjust the drop date a week or something if we have to because, guys, there's so much stuff going on right now between the pandemic and all the protesting in our country that everything has just been thrown off in everyone's lives right now. Our whole world's and, you know, we're everyone's plans have been changed. And that's like people keep asking me like, oh, what's uh, what's up with the scientific line or what's up with the flower tubes that you've been talking about for six months or even longer, actually, because I talked about getting the lathes for about a year because it took me a year to get them. And honestly, guys, 
all the prototyping, flower pieces, all that stuff. Um, a lot of that's pretty much been put on hold. Right now, I'm focusing on getting drops to stores to help our little glass community too, to help the stores have products that they're able to sell online because my product is a really heavily Instagram product because I promote on Instagram so much. I do all these online videos and stuff that that's just like where, where my buyers come from is the internet. So like being that I'm pretty internet based as far as my advertisement, doing drops at shops, even though we can't do in-store stuff, the shops are still able to sell the glass. And I really appreciate all you guys that have been supporting the drops and Bear Mountain Studios and all these stores. Even if some of the drops are a little bit messy and um, people struggle to get what they're looking for, it's um, this is a new thing. I feel like the RVR and what we're doing with Bear Mountain Studios and these shops, I feel like it's like uh, it's definitely like a new, at least for me. You know, I've only been in this for seven years, so here we go again, guys. Another opinion-based statement, but I feel like the RBR is a new thing as far as like we're, the shops and myself. We're not they're not used to the volume of people that want to support and come to the drops and buy stuff. They're not used to the volume of DMs, everything like that. And so my point is the drops may be a little messy and you know, things might not go perfect, but it's because we're all learning. We're learning how to deal with the the volume of the drops and everything and all the overwhelming support you guys bring. So, um, so thank you. Yeah, man, today I'm smoking some OZ Kush from my buddy Roy, IB Rollin' on Instagram. He's also a glass blower and a badass grower, and he's working on um, a big project right now with the Gnob. I hope I said that right, Roy. Um, it's a pipe he's working on, but I'm sure you guys will be seeing that soon. It's my boy, IB Rollin', Roy, the OZ Kush. This guy really knows how to cure weed. In Colorado, since I've been here six years and if any of you guys live in Colorado or been here a lot of people don't know how to cure weed right it just dries up too quick turns to powder whenever I get weed from Roy my goodness the shit is like it's cured so perfectly and it just it like just comes like I don't know how he does it honestly but it's perfect thank you Roy all right man let's see what we got going on here let me look at my little list here guys it's been a week so let me get into it oh yeah we're gonna be dabbing on some chem d today from uh uh, Mystic Melts. Well, I think it's from Mystic Melts. At least I bought it from Mystic Melts. Who knows? Um, but super fire. Well, let's get into a dab. Let's get. Let's just get a little more stone. I'm smoking this joint. Now we're gonna take some dabs and just. Sorry, I slipped in the mic. Man, this fucking week though, guys. Actually, like I said, the last 13 days have just been insane. Like. Made these 60 pieces in 13 days, and I made a post today talking about how, like, I'm, like, really proud of myself that I was able to accomplish this, but it's really not that impressive to, to make um, 60 pieces in 13 days. And a lot of people were like, what do you mean it's not impressive? Like, it's, like, four and a half pieces a day. And then I explained to them, like, if this here's the perspective you need to look at. If I work 16 hours a day, that means I'm working two eight-hour shifts a day. If I make in one 16 hour shift, I'm making four, four and a half pieces or whatever, like averaged out to be, it's around four and a half. That means I'm only making two clear pieces per eight hour shift. It's not that crazy. I just work way too much. That's all there is to it. Um, but I'm really proud of myself for getting this order. Like this first part of the order done, the first 60 out of a 90 piece order was like kind of like a big, like it's like weight off my chest. It's like, dude, your hat, you've made it halfway through it. I know the deadline's getting close, but just stay focused. Like, 
you're doing it. Like, and I get to see the, that physical, that army of pieces that I made. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And it's all hand spun too. We're still not making them on the lathes yet practicing, but it's so hard for me to practice anything right now. And like, even to get my giveaways out, like I have two giveaways. I talked about last episode. I still haven't done the giveaways. All this uh, the protesting stuff happened like three days or two days after we dropped the episode. And honestly, like everything has just kind of slowed down just a little bit um, more. But these giveaways are coming. We did hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So I'm doing an, a YouTube only podcast listener giveaway. Um, if you guys are listening on the, um, you know, the podcast app, look out for that. I'm going to do it midweek. I'm going to make like a simple video of just like with my phone or whatever and post it on YouTube. And I think we're going to do it like in the comments. And um, I doubt there'll be that many people to enter. So it'll be a really high chance for, um, you know, you guys that actually listen to my podcast. Maybe one of you guys get a free RBR. I think we're going to do a 10 millimeter uh, micro RBR for the giveaway for YouTube. And then also on Instagram, we have a giveaway I have to get done as well. We actually have, we're coming up on a second one on Instagram. I have to go because I've always scheduled giveaways um, just because I like to do them, um, a certain amount each month. And then I want to do them before certain drops. So it's kind of like all planned out how I want to do it. So, you know, just getting behind on my plans, but who isn't right now? I feel like everybody's a bit behind on their plans and what they're trying to do. Um, and today is Thursday. This is going to be dropping on Sunday, but today we're actually doing a, um, a charity auction for this piece right here. Um, I'll just talk about it quickly and throw it back up on the, uh, mood mat in the front here. So this piece right here is made with a bunch of different colors. Um, it has fades of Loki list lipstick to serum and like Atlantis to Hydra. So under CFL light, this changes a bunch of different colors too. So this is a mismatch faded, a mix of tons of colors. And, um, we're going to be doing a charity auction today. Um, we're still trying to figure out which charity for this money to go to or fund because you know we we pick one and we do more research and then people are like oh don't don't support that charity they're not going to do the right thing with the money this or that so we're we're really trying to make an educated decision on where we can send this money so it's the most helpful to actual people dealing with what's going on right now um so we're working on it we're figuring it out but we're going to do the auction today and then we should be able to narrow down which charity today too because we have a few we're looking at we're just trying to figure out like which which one, or maybe we'll split up the money between the three. Um, but yeah, really special, fun piece. And um, all this prep right here too was um, prep that was done by um, one of my guys. He's just been practicing. He's I feel like he's he's getting really close to being ready to start, come on full-time as a color prep guy. Um, but I was happy to use some of his prep and see how it worked. And this piece came out really nice actually. So I was like, fuck yeah, dude, crushing it. Cause that's the big thing with me guys. Like I only make, I can only make 60 pieces in 13 days. If I have someone handling customer service and taking care of the house, if I have someone cleaning and shipping everything, and then if I have someone prepping everything, if all I'm doing is just making pipes, that's how that's possible. If we go back two years ago and it was just me doing it, there's no way maybe I'd make, and let's see in 13 days, I'd probably make 24 pipes. So having the help of like my wife running all the customer service, cause I used to do all the customer service stuff a couple years ago. I used to do everything. Um, and then having Cormac glass help with prep and then have my guy Keymaster glass helping with some prep and shipping and cleaning. Just all these people there to like, um, you know, they just want to be part of what I'm doing. I feel like I know I'm paying people, but like, you know, money's only one thing. I feel like you can tell when someone's actually like, 
you know, they want to be part of something or they believe in what you're trying to build because I'm small guys, you know, we're just in the garage here. We're just, you know, we're, (laughs) we're a pipe making company. Like we're just learning and we're just trying to figure out our path here in this industry. But man, this is chill. This is super, super nice. Appreciate you guys that hang out and also to everyone that made it through that last episode with Pop D. That was a long one, but holy fuck, it was fun. I had a few people hit me up and be like, I had to watch it in like three or four different segments because, you know, it's it's tough to sit down for like an hour and a half and just watch something. Me with podcasts because of my job, I just put them on and then just let them play all day and I'm just working. I, I'm half listening. I catch things that are funny, things that I like. Um, but to just sit down and watch something, it could be hard, but I appreciate all you guys that, um, enjoyed that episode and hung out and watched it. I had a lot of fun with Vince and I'm excited to do more stuff like that because even like before we started filming this episode and I was just talking to my producer, Mark, I was like, fuck, this is so much fun. Just like talking about what, you know, people's perspective, what's going on this and that. And, um, I definitely want to do more of that, but I had a few people hit me up that said they really do enjoy the solo episodes too. So I'm going to keep doing these and practicing and trying to get better at these as well. Let's take a dab on this triple double. We'll chat some more. And then here in a little bit, we'll get into these, uh, double diffuse and talk more about the, uh, function water levels, um, and try to help some people with some of their, uh, frequently asked questions as far as the uh, water level goes. Cause that's gotta be the most common question I get is like, what water level? And it's all up to you. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's get some dabs in. Where's my torch? There she is. Oh, man. So today, yeah, I'm finishing up some fucking bubble caps today. And then I'm getting into colored stuff finally. And, man, do we have some cool colors for Hetty Hawaii. Um, I got to cute up that a little bit. Cormac Glass has been fucking crushing some really cool color combos we've been picking out. Just using a little alcohol to get that extra fucking reclaim off the top there. Um... Cormac Glass has been crushing some really cool colors, though. We have a bunch of really fun fades for Hedy Hawaii, tons of tropical colors. We have new colors we've never used before. Like, we have blue slime, sea slime, sunset slime. We're doing full colors of, like, these colors that we've never used before. Like, so, I mean, obviously, we've used sunset slime before, but we've never done full, like, slime of all these different slime variations. We got pink slime. We got, And so we're doing, like, really bright, vibrant, fun colors. Um... I'm starting the the micros first, the fully colored 10 millimeter micros first. And I'm so excited to get into these colors. I've really been looking forward to it. Like I love making the clear RBRs because it's like wax on, wax off, like Mr. Miyagi shit. Like you're practicing all day doing the same movements. It's like, it's like fucking meditating or a practice. And you're trying to perfect the same thing over and over again, trying to make every single one that much better. So it's a fun mental practice, but then you get into the color stuff, which is exciting just because of the variety of colors. You get to see how certain color combos come out or look or, um, and, and I don't know. So there's, there's totally different motivators when it comes to making a clear piece or a colored piece for me. Um, and we'll, we'll do this dab and then actually we'll get into a call. I have some questions and topics people sent me cause we're trying to build like a good format for these, uh, podcasts where we have kind of like it all laid out so we kind of have like just a format for every episode so you guys kind of know what we're getting into but we're still learning but yeah i'll get into some of those in a minute we're just waiting for this to cool down this now the way i just heated this up it's probably gonna be a minute 45 second cool down so it's quite the cool down on these i had to make a little cheap spinner cap that would work for this 20 mil now because i went to throw my other spinner cap in it and i was like oh wait it don't fit but made this little clear one here and it works great 
<clears throat> I might even have talked about that last episode. I have no idea. I can't even remember, honestly. Our last episode was Vince, and I remember I just fucking talked about it. I got to make sure I don't take too many big dabs right in the beginning, because then really by the end of this, my eyes will be so small. I really won't be making sense. And you'll question why you listen to the whole episode. So we got about another 30 seconds left. Take a sip of coffee. We're going to hit this triple-double here from 2016. I've smoked this one on here before, but I've been smoking it a lot lately because, like I've said in previous episodes, in July, I'm going to be making the first 10 millimeter fully colored one of these for a Sunday sale. So I've been smoking it a bunch, thinking about different ways I want to tweak the design or adjust things or sizes or proportions and just, um, you know, getting my head in the game, basically. All right. Let's get this more in the middle here. Move this mic. See, I like I like to get the fucking hash off the dabber with a recycler and then cap it. If I was smoking um like a mini tube or something, I'd probably just start pulling on it right away, but with recyclers. They have really rely on like airflow. <coughs> So it's better to just get the hash in there and cap it and then start pulling on it. Because if you guys have a recycler and you put the hash in, you're pulling on it while you're getting the hash off there and then you cap it. By the time you finally cap it, you've used a bunch of your lung energy. And then when you go to pull on it to actually make it spin water and recycle, you're like, oh, that was really uneventful. So um, with the recyclers, as far as like dab videos go, and even at home, just comfort dabbing and not trying to do some fancy video. I like to just put the hash in there and throw the top on it. I know some people are like, oh, you're wasting terps. Um, I feel you on that one, but I live in Colorado and the terps are abundant. So um, maybe it's just a luxury thing, but I, that's how I like to hit a recycler. Um, let me Q-tip this guy real quick, clear the smoke out. We'll get into a couple questions and then we'll uh, talk about these double diffuse and some water levels and stuff. Yeah, I appreciate you guys bearing with me too. You know, only taking a week off and it definitely feels weird like taking a week off. Like I was I'm so excited to do this. I even told my wife, like I woke up early this morning, I was like, Oh, I'm fucking stoked to do the podcast today and just like kick it and make an episode, but at the same time too, I'm like a little bit like, Oh, like it's like anything, like if you don't practice it constantly, you kinda like maybe lose a little bit of that um that comfort with what you're doing, just like any sports or even glass blowing. If I don't blow glass for a few days, I might feel weird when I go to do another move, like, you know, shape something. I'm like, like oh man, I forgot. I'm supposed to do this. Um, let's see, where's my phone at? That's where the questions are. We got them on Instagram. Did one of those Instagram polls last night. <clears throat> Seems to be the best way to get um, people to interact as far as like questions for the podcast and stuff. I keep fucking burping and I don't know why. Here we go. Sweet. I haven't read any of these yet, so I don't even know what we're going to get into right now. So it might take me a second to just, if my phone even wants to load. But yeah, this is where it's nice when you have a guest when you're trying to fucking figure out something for, you know, your episode. And then the guest talks about something while you figure it out. But hey, you know, you guys are here chilling. Take a dab or something. I'm figuring it out. Here we go. Got it. All right. So, 
Well, how do you feel about big tobacco buying up rec shops or chains? I haven't read any of these yet, so this is this is gonna be interesting. I might read some and be like, I don't know if I can even answer that. But this one, how I feel about it. Um, I feel like there's always gonna be room for those like mom and pop, like connoisseur, small brew style, like if you're comparing it to alcohol, um, like grows and stuff like that. Like people that just do like connoisseur level, like, um, small batches. Like, I feel like there's always going to be room for that, but I think it's inevitable if our industry is going to grow that you don't, I mean, some big companies are going to step in and buy shit. It's just what it is. Um, but then it's up to us, like the people like us that actually buy the high end glass that like smoke the high end terps. It's up to us to build our culture and keep our part of the industry alive because you got to think the people that are going to be buying from the big tobacco based marijuana companies are just going to be your regular people that want to stop at the gas station on the way home and then just go home. And you know, it's, they're not the type of person that's like where we're all at, how we buy these like high end pieces and we like love and appreciate the glass. And when we see the you know philosophy behind glass and we see all the hard work from the extracts and the growers and how hard they work to pheno hunt the strains and grow them perfectly and then extract them in the most beneficial way to the terpene. So all these different steps, the normal person doesn't really care about that. They're like, okay, like, cause I've, I've had friends or family. I'm like, you got to smell this weed. And I'm like the terp and this and that. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like it's weed. Like I'll smoke it with you. Like they like to get high and smoke weed, but they could give, they don't give a fuck about anything else. Like they're like, I don't need a pipe. I don't even, you know, I don't care. So my, my, how I answer that question is, is I'm, I'm not really worried about big companies buying stuff because we're always going to have our heady terps and our heady glass. And then all this is going to do is big tobacco. It's just going to make it more acceptable for us to have our heady terps and glass out there and just be places with it, travel with it. And if anything, hopefully it just, uh, opens up doors for us heady people that actually just want to travel with our rigs and not feel like, Oh fuck, what if TSA takes my shit? All right. Hopefully I answered that. Okay. Do you sleep or nah? Yeah, I sleep and I've been sleeping more. I've been trying to go to bed at two o'clock at the latest. I haven't worked till 4am in weeks. I'm trying to get away from that 4am grind because I felt like I was dying and I'd no longer feel like I'm dying, which is really cool. Um, so is it easier to make a clear RBR rather than a full color? Yes. Uh, I would say that the clear and the color, I mean, it's like, if you look at the price, the color is twice as expensive as a clear because the, tw- the color is twice as much work, twice as hard. And the material cost is more than twice as much material cost for a colored one is four or five times that of a clear one. So the colored ones are just expensive and harder to make all around, especially when you put over a pound of color into some of these, it's a, you know, it's a lot of time and prep and a lot of money in color, <coughs> especially when color is like over a hundred dollars a pound for some of them. And you're, you know, you're maybe only getting $500 wholesale for a piece. You're like, all right, got $500 wholesale. So we'll subtract a hundred dollars for the pound of color. We'll subtract another, you know, 50 bucks for gas and all this stuff and start window, you know, knocking it down. And I realize. I actually make more money on the clear than I do the color. The color I, I make a lot less on, but I love making them. That's why we don't do as many of the color either because they're just, you know, you don't make as much and they're they're hard. All right. Um, can you show off your tattoos and are there stories behind them? I only got a couple tattoos. I got like one on my leg. Then I got one when I was like 18. It's like my cousin's name and one of my best friend's names. It's in pink with hearts all around it. 
And uh, I turned 18, and then me and my friend went to the tattoo parlor, and I just got that done to surprise my cousin as a joke. Um, and that's that's one of my tattoos. And I have, like, my forearm done. It's just it's like an owl with a bunch of symbolism in there. There's a lot of meaning behind. Um, honestly, a lot of this stuff, like, with, like, meaning behind stuff is, like, it's, like, philosophical. It's, like, but also, too, the meanings of things change over the years. You may get a tattoo when you're younger that has this meaning, but then as you grow older and you learn more things, maybe that meaning changes to something else. Um, you can look at cultures around the world, and the owl means all different things. In some cultures, it's the bird of light, and in some cultures, it's the bird of the night. It's an evil spirit. It's a, it's a bad omen. In some places, it's you know a positive thing. So uh, with my tattoos, there's lots of meaning behind stuff, but more, most of it's very personal and it's changed over the years based on life experience and things I've been through. And then my chest, I have like my whole chest is tattooed. Um, and that's some like, it's like, a, a it's like a giant moth. And then there's a ram skull over the body of the moth and the horn of the ram skull wrap around the moth wings. And then the center of the ram's head is the all seeing eye with like, raise a light going over it and there's a lot of symbolism and weird shit in there and honestly like we'll save some of that stuff for a later episode the like meaning of stuff just because it might get really weird and we're, we're not high enough for that yet and it's only 11 in the morning um let's see um i'm just gonna try and keep answering these as fast as i can um could you walk through your shop and explain some of the tools and equipment you use uh, I said this in the last episode, we're going to start doing, I want to start doing shorter videos just for like the YouTube as far as like, just like, you know, four or five minute videos talking about specific things as far as like just function or showing off the shop or day in the life or talking about, Hey, how do you start glass blowing? Here's the tools you'll need. So we'll do some shorter videos like that. Like I said, everything's been kind of slowed down and thrown off just because of everything going on, but we have big plans, lots of ambition, and we're working towards all these different types of content and stuff. And because it's honestly, it's just me and my wife working hard to save the money to invest into making the content, you know, cause like I want to do it right. Like I want to hire like a legitimate producer. Like I have, like, I want to have someone that's an artist in their own right working with me. That's why like, I know nothing about like making a quality video. I can talk and stuff and hang out. But as far as like making a quality video, like I needed another artist to help me. So that's why I got my guy, Mark Styles. Um, but I don't even know what the fucking question was, but I hope I answered it kind of. How do you clean your glass? Um, I put 99% uh, rubbing alcohol in a Pyrex, um, like a Pyrex cup, like a measuring cup. And uh, then I put it in the microwave and heat it up. Don't do that at home or ever. But that's what I do. I pour fucking bubbling hot alcohol into the glass. Like it's boiling. Like it's bubbling and I just pour it into the glass like boiling hot. And it just strips everything off. Um, and I've never broken a piece that way, but I don't get nervous about it because if I did break it, I know a guy that could take care of me. Um, let's see here. What was it like when you took your first hit of weed? Huh? That's a fun one. Um, I don't know which was my first hit. I know my first few experiences with weed. Um, but every time I tell someone about the first time I got high, it's like a different story. I swear to God, because my first few times getting really like truly stoned, like, I don't know if I've talked about them all on here, but I remember one time I was at a party doing a bunch of Jaeger bombs. It was like 2007. It was real gross. Just 
just Jaeger bomb it. We were just drinking a lot of Jaeger and caffeinated drinks, um, Red Bull specifically. And someone, my cousin was like, oh, Evan, you want, and he's actually tattooed, his name's tattooed on my leg, this cousin, cousin, cousin. I don't even know how to say it. My wife points it out all the time. It is what it is. Um, I also used to say milk instead of milk. There's no E in there like that, M-E-L-K, I don't know. All right, so my cousin was like, uh, we were super drunk at this party, and he was like, oh, we're go- I'm going to go out to the garage and smoke weed with these guys. You, like, you want to smoke weed with us? And I'm like, I don't know, man. He's like, he's like, our dads smoke weed, though. And I was like, you're right. My dad does smoke weed, and your d- dad does too. We should smoke weed like our dads. So, because both of our dads are stoners. And then I went out to the garage with them, and I smoked a blunt. I literally took two hits off the blunt and then immediately started vomiting nonstop. And I never, like, I was always like, you know, when you're younger, you're like, I'm cool. I don't throw up. I just drink alcohol all night. I'm really tough. And um, I had that attitude when I was younger. And I was so embarrassed. I was throwing up. I was like, I never threw up. Fuck weed. Weed. This is the weed's fault. And I was like, I'm just going to keep drinking. Fuck weed. And then I didn't smoke again for years. That was probably the first time I really took a hit of weed. And I hated it. I threw up a bunch. And then um, a couple years later, I was like, had dropped out of high school. Oh, actually, I had dropped out of high school at that point when I smoked weed, too. I was, like, 17. But, yeah, then a couple years later, when I was, like, 19, I went to New York City for the first time. And um, I was there with a few friends. And uh, I was a bit overweight. And my mom had – I mean, I'm overweight now, but I was even more overweight then. My mom had sent me there with my – the same cousin and then also a couple of friends. And she, like, set this whole trip for me to New York City because, like, I was, like – 19 and I was like feeling bad for myself and all depressed and she was like we need to send him on a trip to make him feel better and so she like planned this whole thing and she's like you're going to New York City with your friends your cousin you're gonna have so much fun and I was like really pissed I was like I'm not fucking going to New York City I'm gonna play World of Warcraft and get high on resin and then um I go to New York City because like, yeah I would smoke a little bit but I'd like scrape a resin bowl it wasn't even good it was gross um, but yeah, then I go to New York City with my like cousins and my friends and we fucking are in this hotel and I still am not really like a weed smoker. I've just like smoked at one time at a party. God, guys, I'm all over the place today. I'm really sorry. I wasn't scraping resin bowls until after this trip. Wow. Trying to remember the uh, way events happened while you're high and you were high when the events happened. I mean, it is really a challenge, but I think we're getting close to an actual story. Who knows? So I go to New York City, only smoked weed I think once, hated it, threw up. So we're in New York City and we don't have any alcohol because none of us are old enough, but they have a fucking bag of weed and it's like some blueberry something. I have no idea. It was some blueberry weed. That's all I remember. And they're like, we're going to smoke weed while we're here. We're going to have so much fun and just walk around New York City and get stoned. And I was like, oh, I don't really smoke weed. And I was like, I don't like it. I threw up last time I smoked it. And they're like, oh, what were you? And my cousin was like, you were drinking though, you know, and this and that. And I was like, okay. So we go to Chinatown and buy like a cheap bong. And then we go back to our hotel and they load this thing up. They're like, have you ever hit a bong? And I was like, no, I only, I, I took a couple hits off a blunt and threw up. Like, is a bong different? They're like, oh, it's so nice and smooth. It's way better. I'm like, okay, cool. So they load up the bong and they fucking like light it for me and they're like, pull as hard as you can, just keep pulling. And it just kept getting more and more yellow. And I was like, this, this doesn't seem right. And they just kept, they're like, keep pulling. And I pulled and I hit it and I definitely didn't get the whole hit in, but I, a lot of it. Um, and then immediately after I remember, I remember nothing. I just remember being terrified for hours. 
Um, so my first few experiences with weed were horrible, terrifying. Like I was literally like, I woke up the next day and in our New York city, like hotel, there was cold stone ice cream everywhere, just melted everywhere on everything. I'm like, Oh my God, like cold stones everywhere. Everyone's passed out. I'm like, what happened? And my cousin starts telling me, he's like, well, we took a hit of like, we, you hit the bong and then we all hit the bong and then we got you out of bed. And then we like went out into times square and then, you know, I just, I guess I didn't talk. I was really like, I was really nervous and I felt that, but I don't really remember the events that happened when I was this stone. This is the only time I ever like blacked out from weed. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened, honestly, but I remember being really scared. They told me that we went to cold stone ice cream and then we got ice cream and then we went to central park and it was nighttime. And I guess we saw, I saw some kids on a rock and I got really scared and thought they were going to beat us up. So we had to leave Central Park and then we got into a taxi cab, I guess. And then we told the cab to bring us to our hotel and he literally drove 10 feet and our hotel was right there at the corner, like on Central Park. Like we, we didn't know where the fuck we were, but he got paid. Um, yeah. And then just woke up the next day, just covered in cold stone. It was a mess. What a long story I just told. So hopefully I didn't waste your guys' time too much there. But yeah, I just remember my first few times smoking weed was horrible. I really, I've told, talked about this before. I really didn't enjoy smoking weed until I bought my first bag of weed and I went home by myself and I sat down and I smoked by myself without anyone else's influence. And I found what I loved about cannabis. And then that day happened. I was like, I don't even want to drink anymore. I just want to smoke weed. And like, I just, I felt motivated. I felt happy. It was life changing. Um, and really I didn't like start smoking weed like that until like, cause I really didn't like weed and I didn't think about using it as like recreational or medical until like after those New York city trips. And I was also seeing like a doctor in upstate New York for, um, I had like this migraine thing and I had like an eye problem. So like, um, <clears throat> nothing was really working for the migraines. And then finally he was basically just like, yo, like talk to your dad. I talked about this and I think like episode maybe three or four, but, um, yeah, talked about how, like I got into weed for kind of more of a medical purpose, even though I've tried it a couple times before and didn't like it. And I was like, I think I need to like try smoking weed just by myself and just try to enjoy it. All right, let's just do a couple more questions. I won't get into these double diffuse cause I think we're crushing through the episode. I want to make sure I don't drag this out too long for you guys. Um, Yes, Cassie will be back on the torch soon, I hope. Um, let's see here. Any other fun ones? There's a lot in here about some controversial shit, and I don't think I should get into it on the podcast. Hedy Hawaii drop. Any colors I'm excited about? I'm super excited about the blood orange fade. It's a really cool color combo. It's a fade of gold ruby with like this transparent orange it's just going to look like a, a blood orange rbr i'm excited to do that um what are easy uh okay what are easy or difficult colors to work with um easy colors to work with that i really love to work with are all the stardust colors the stardust colors are super buttery and smooth and easy to work with um i'd say some of the hardest colors to work with are going to be like certain cadmiums or maybe even like you know colors that you have to sleeve with clear um those colors are always a lot more work, so that's just harder in general. <coughs> oh, man. Okay. This will be the last one. Where do you see BMS in five years? Um, I see Bear Mountain Studios hopefully in five years at a point where 
we're at a consistent point where we can have set drop dates every year and not just be like, cause like right now, like we're just, I get it all done and I get it to the shop as fast as I can. I'd like to be like evil empire, how they have everything like scheduled out and the, everyone knows exactly what's coming. And I would just like to be more organized as far as like knowing like what I'm capable of and not trying to like pack too much into my schedule. So maybe just more of a balance in five years. I'd also like to see us, you know, making all the uh, newer like designs that I've had been like drawn up and worked on stuff that I have yet to release. And I'd also like to see myself pursuing um, some of the sculpting things I want to do. So there's a bunch of different stuff, Bearmont Studios and personal art stuff. All right, let's get into these double diffuse. Let's talk water levels for a little bit. Um, how are we doing, Mark? We have like a half hour? About. I, sweet. Yeah, I forgot to fucking start my timer. I used it for um, taking dabs instead of uh, fucking timing the episode, but it is what it is, you know? All right. So I just kind of want to do like little bits of comparisons to just like different water levels. Um, on camera, these might not look that different, but this is going to be lower water level and this is like higher water level. Essentially, the whole foot of this one's filled and this one, it's like about, I would say a quarter inch below the top of the foot, close to that. Um, and the reason I want to talk about water levels, because I see a lot of people posting function videos, not a lot. I see a handful, most people are, they got it, but there's a handful of people that are loving the piece, but they're trying to get that right, like water level. And I would say that we kind of need to talk about how the RBR, you almost need to hit it. Okay. How do I say this? The RBR is very simple, but it's also unique enough where it can handle tons of different water levels and all different ways of smoking. The higher water level, that type of hit, the way I like, I smoke these, I'll put, this one's what I've been smoking with that higher water level. And it's just because I don't want to pull super hard. I was running a lower water level for the last three weeks and I was just making pearls spin so fast. I was making the pearls spin like a million miles an hour, literally trying to open a portal in my nail. But it didn't work. I didn't open any portals. So we, we brought the water level back up because with the higher water level, I just have this consistent pull of just taking a breath of air. I'm not like going like trying to fucking shred it and make these pearls rip and all this stuff. I'm just doing a nice calm pull, but you're still going to get a fucking awesome vortex and a great hit. Whereas the little bit lower water level, you can just like rip it and make those pearls shred. So I'd say like with your water level guys, it really depends on how you like to smoke. Try, try to, hit, you know, take different hits, try smoking a little differently. Try, filling that RB up with a RBR up with a higher water level and taking more of just a smooth, consistent pull. Um, that's the one thing that's fun about these pieces is that you can really play with the water level because they don't, regardless if you put a lot of water in or a little bit of water, they're going to shred. It really just depends on how hard you pull on them. So let's take a dab on the higher water level and I'll show you what I mean by it's more of that just like calm, consistent pull. And then we'll do a dab on the lower water level and just like get that rage going on. And I know you guys know how to fucking smoke hash and I know you know water levels so you might be like, this is dumb. But there's a lot of people out there that are still just getting into glass and want to support and love buying the work and they might not know. It's kind of like one of those things is like when I used to go into skate shops or head shops or any place like that, when you're first going into them and you don't really know, but you are interested, if someone's not welcoming and trying to show you and bring you into it and you feel turned off by it, then maybe you don't want to be a part of it. So let's make sure that we're, uh, even if we're doing like really like simple conversations like this, I think it's, it's good for, you know, people out there that are maybe just getting into it or learning about it or just bought an RBR and they're like, man, 
this isn't functioning like the video Evan posted the other day. Like you got to find your water level. Um, so we'll get into it. Man, I am all over the place today, guys. Thanks, thanks for sticking with me. The solo ones. Oh, we should probably heat it up. I don't want to do a cold start, I don't think. No, let's just do full heat ups. Honestly, like I, I was doing cold starts for a few weeks there, and now I'm back to like warming it up and letting the nail just sit on the timer and cool down. Um, it just seems to just melt so much more of the dab and I don't have to keep like reheating it with the torch. It's like a consistent flavor. I think with the cold start, it's nice. So you can just do those nice, like low temps and keep hitting it. But I don't know. I've been digging the man. Did I not Q-tip that? I don't fucking know. It might just be the top again. I think it is. But yeah. Then uh, this week is all just fucking colored work for Hedy Hawaii. Once I get that done, I'm I'm working on connoisseur smoke, and I should their order should only take me about a week, and then I'm gonna do that Sunday sale, and then mid July, I I know I said that like beginning of July I'm gonna slow down. Now we're pushing it back to mid July, and I'll just keep pushing it back and I'll never slow down. But in my head I'm telling myself mid July you're gonna slow down a little bit. You're just gonna like you're gonna just wake up one day and be like I don't know what I'm doing today because I have no plans. This is a day off. Days off terrify me. I don't know what to do with myself. I think I like to stay really busy because um, I overthink most things in life, I swear. Any situation that happens, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy with overthinking. But um, that's why it's great to just smoke weed and then you enhance how much you're overthinking, maybe enhance anxiety. It's great. I love it. All right, start this timer. Let that go. Drink some coffee. Chill for a second while that that goes. But yeah, you'll see though the water level like it's a totally different way of hitting a piece. So there's there's all different. I mean, there's all different ways of smoking stuff. Is like recyclers are not like smoking a two hole diffy mini tube. And I have friends that they're like, oh, I only I only like two hole diffy mini tubes, and that's badass. Like if you find what you love and it works for you, shred it. That's what it's about. Um. But like I've said in many episodes, I love the variety. I love all different hits and just the, you know, like watching the function and it's just a different, it's a different thing. You know, recyclers are just totally a different thing. Oh, did I not start that? Okay. Now it's going to be a mystery temperature. Who knows? <laughs> I can feel it. I'll get, I'll get a good idea regardless. Um, but yeah, like I said, the last few weeks been doing the, this water level right here, but yesterday i switched back to the higher water level and it's fun that's that variety too with one piece you can have a bunch of different varieties and hit and you know like um i mean really that's all it is just different like have a variety of hits and feeling of the hit especially if it's a piece that's designed to handle all different water levels depending on the user that's almost every piece though isn't it you know you can run all different water levels depending on the user because you really do have to set a water level for most pieces because you have that one friend that pulls super hard and then you have the one friend that like pulls on it like he's not even pulling hard enough for the smoke to suck into the nail you guys remember domeless nails you guys remember domeless nails and you have that one friend that just doesn't get it you put the hash on there for him and it just floats into the air and you're like you gotta pull on it dude they don't understand they're like is it happening is it coming in my is it is it happening and then it's like no you need to pull on the piece or you have someone that just doesn't know how to pull on a piece. Like I remember when I used to get like family members high at like family reunions and stuff. Like I'd be like, 
I'd get a piece all set for them and I'd let them take the first hit because I'd be like respectful. But I'm like, I really should probably hit that first so they could watch me hit it because people don't know where to put their mouth. Um, but yeah, smoking weed with people, watching them, trying to figure it out. It's usually a lot simpler than people realize. All right. <clears throat> there, I'm in the middle there. Working around the mic. So that's like that slow pearl spin, that slow vortex. I'm gonna heat that up a little bit more. That tasted really good, but there's a little bit of a little bit of hash in there still that could be melted. <coughs> What's nice about the higher water level two is it fills the vortex chamber like with a really high volume of water. So it just maintains a tall vortex. It maintains a really like, <coughs> let's use a cool word, <coughs> makes a really robust vortex in this back chamber with a higher water level. Because even if you're pulling on it lightly, the water stays pretty full back here while it's still this little jet is just spinning that shit. Um, as opposed to, we're going to get into this little bit lower water level here and you'll see, you can just fucking shred it and you can shred both. And kind of what we're talking about here is really like minor stuff, but there's a lot of people that own RBRs now. And I feel like with so many different owners means there's so many different types of smokers. We all have our little rituals or our ways that we like to smoke, um, and I feel like in order to cater to those people or everyone, I need to be able to have uh, information out there that, you know, touches on even maybe the just most minor things as far as function and water levels go. So, and again, if you're listening to this on the uh, podcast app, this is definitely some of these parts are more about um, seeing it, but I try to describe why I'm doing it and why the water levels are important as best I can for those people listening. All right. Clean this now up a little bit. And then, um, We'll do this a little bit lower water level. We'll shred the gnar. And um, then we'll get into like the last little part of the episode here and get this all finished up, guys. These are fun, though. I wish I could do like more of these. Honestly, I wish I could. This sounds crazy, but I wish I could do a 15-minute like morning show or something on my pa on a Patreon. Like some sort of like just like morning sash check-in, talk about the daily what's up or what's even like shit that's in the news. Like what the fuck's going on with this or that or I don't know. I love making the content. It's kind of like I'm on this thing where I'm like, God, I love blowing glass and creating the Bear Mountain company and all the different products. And then I also love creating content. I want to do everything. That's like if I ever was like wealthy, if I ever could get really successful and get rich, I would just want money so that I could do more things like this. Not so I could. I mean, this is all I think about is just creating fun content and pieces and smoking and functionals. I don't know. But I appreciate you guys that fucking support me and stick with me because I know that I can be super redundant. But if we were all hanging out right now, if you guys were in the studio with me sitting here, um, this is legitimately how it would be. I mean, I'm a talker. So even if you got too stoned and you're like, I, I'm so stoned, I can't even talk to this guy right now. I would just talk. I would make it chill. 
because that's just my personality. Like anyone, anyone that's like stopped by and met me and hung out, it's like how it is. We all just get super high, and then I just start talking, and they're just like, "Whoa, this guy doesn't stop talking." You know, it's not. I'm not saying it's a good thing either. I mean, when I was younger, growing up, like this is something I get from my father. Like he had a construction company, so I'd like go with him to do estimates at jobs and he'd bid jobs and stuff. And I'd be like listening to him sell the job to someone and talk to people. And oh my goodness, he would talk about too much. And I know you're going to listen to this, dad, but you really shouldn't talk to people about religion or politics when you're trying to sell them a job. It makes it weird real quick. But I learned about talking too much and still do it. So here we are. Let's heat this up. Cleaned enough. Rocking uh, one of the new Bear Mountain Studios foundation shirts too. Super comfortable. Um, we buy the shirts and stuff that we like. Like we buy like the lighter weight hoodies. Like, and that's just like the stuff we buy because we like it. Like we had one customer that he like said he prefers a thicker, heavier duty hoodie, something that's like more like warmer, like maybe something you could like snowmobile in or go shovel the driveway. And um, it's just we're we buy like what we like we like that like lighter weight like if i was gonna go skateboard or if i was gonna blow glass in it like i want something that's comfortable it's like super soft and lightweight i'm not looking for a carhartt to go like do what i like to do and so um but everyone has a different uh that was the only person though we had one person that was just like oh i prefer it thicker and then he like was really nice and he like sent us a link to another type of hoodie that's thicker but the hoodie he sent us was actually a way cheaper brand and I was like, these hoodies are literally like $40 like wholesale just for the fucking hoodie. The one you sent me is like a, it's like a $10. Like we, we tried that brand. It had a really tight neck. I won't say which brands they are, but I tried on a bunch of different hoodies and, um, <clears throat> they all, I didn't get a timer on this. We got to do this again. Um, the ones that we got are the ones that felt really comfortable on me, but I'm also a little thick, you know, my neck's a little chunkier. I'm a little more round in the middle, so maybe the hoodie I picked was more for the thick boy. Maybe if you're really skinny and you hadn't eaten that much that day, you need to have your duty hoodie to keep you warm. We all got different body types, right? Look at this. This is is this is what this is why you guys are watching this, right? To to learn about all this stuff, like body types and stuff like that. This is the real content people are looking for. Okay, well that's got to cool down for about a minute forty five seconds, so. We'll wait for that to happen. Uh, this one right here's got a honey badger lip wrap. I haven't used this color in probably fucking four, three or four years. This was a, a brown, transparent brown back in the day that was pretty popular. I'd say three years. It's crazy how time flies, guys. Especially now that I got a kiddo, it's uh, it's scary how fast it goes. And I look at my parents, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys probably feel like you were fucking just 20, 30 years old yesterday. Like, what happened, right? crazy that's why i try to live in the moment as much as i can because i know it's like all temporary and each moment's special and you just got to appreciate it while you're in it but fuck it's tough it's tough i think it's a normal human thing to let your emotions get the best of you sometimes regardless if you like are aware that hey i need to like not let my emotions get the best of me don't let this ruin my day it's tough but as long as you're working towards it with the, and you're conscious about it, I feel like that's one of those things. Like, is that what being a monk is? Once you get to that level where it's like you're so aware of all these things that nothing can affect you because you're just 
you're aware of the ebb and flow, the yin and yang, the back and forth of things. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're just trying to kill a minute 45 seconds. Hope you're enjoying it. All right, here we go. Dab time. <laughs> I keep moving this mic and it's kind of in the way. I'm going to fucking swing it this way for a minute. Oh, yeah, I hear that. That's how you take care of the nail. Oh, yeah, well, went in a little early. Oh, oh. <coughs> so as you can see, um, the pearl was going much faster. I was pulling way harder. And that vortex was uh, probably a bit more aggressive. Really, I have no idea what just happened. But uh, a lot of concentrated... Oh, yeah, we haven't said it once today. Weeds, smoke... <coughs> doing weeds <coughs> Ugh, went into my body feeling in my veins that's what happens when you take a dab that's just a little bit warm <coughs> it's so crazy the difference of 10 seconds you know <sighs> 10 seconds changes your whole world some people would take that clip and maybe think I'm talking about some crazy event that happened or whatever but they, little they know it was because I took a hot dab 10 seconds too early. Whoa. Ooh. Holy shit. <coughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely digging the higher water level lately. Um, just because when I'm shredding it that hard, maybe it's honestly because I'm like the, the higher water level. I've not been pulling as hard. It's been more chill. I haven't been getting as stoned. Cause let me tell you that little bit warmer of dab shredding that hard. I feel like, you know, a lot more stoned than just taking that, like a little bit lower temp and more of like a calm pull. So I guess it's all what you're looking for guys. But the point is, is you can set these pieces at any different water level. It really just depends how you enjoy to take a hit. Again, I like to throw the hash in, then cap it. That's the best way for a recycler for a function video. That way you don't exhaust yourself right before you're able to actually start getting it to spin water. Uh, that's just my perspective. That's any recycler. That's any glass blowers recycler you're smoking. Get that function video right. Drop that hash and cap it, and then start ripping on that shit while it's capped. Don't spend like 10 seconds pulling on it and trying to get the hash off your dabber. Because all you're going to see is, any, most recyclers, you're just going to see it like bubbling and not even spinning water. Um, but yeah, trying to recover from that dab. Let's see here. Okay, cool. Awesome. Slurping in the mic. Well, man, story time. What can I give you guys before I leave you today? <sighs> you guys know what Cool Ranch Doritos are? Of course you do. I used to, uh, when I was a kid, I used to do this thing. And this, this story is just for the people that made it this far. Most people won't even see this. They only make it so far in. This is just for you guys. <coughs> but don't get your hopes up. It's not that good of a story. I am trying to recover from this dab, and it's difficult. I'm working through it. Whew. First world problems, recovering from dabs. The list gets longer and longer every day. Okay, so when I was a kid, I used to love Cool Ranch Doritos. But I went through this little phase where I didn't like really want to eat the Cool Ranch Doritos. I just wanted to lick them. And I'd lick all the seasoning off the Cool Ranch Doritos. 
but I didn't know where to put them. So I put them back in the bag. Well, when I was done, I was like, ah, let's put it back. I put the bag back. I don't know. I licked all the Doritos, but there's still food in there, you know, but all the seasoning is gone. Um, later that day, uh, my father was in the living room and he had a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. He seemed pretty excited to have them. And I was in the kitchen and all I heard was him saying, what the fuck is wrong with these Doritos? Because <laughs> there was no seasoning on these Doritos. They were just like these like flexible, these like flexible corn triangles with no flavoring. It didn't make sense. And he's going to watch this and now he'll know. So... I don't know what, what do you think he must have thought though? Getting into that bag of Doritos, like, why are these all flexible and, and have no seasoning? I licked all the Doritos clean. There's a bad story for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, is what it is. Um, man, what an episode. It was a mess. I didn't know what was going on because we took a one week break and I seem to have forgotten everything. But I enjoyed myself. And uh, thank you guys that all support this podcast um don't forget to check out our website www.bmsglass.com our mood mats actually are going to be landing this weekend so we'll have them posted to the website which will be you know right after this drops basically this will drop and then a couple days later you guys will see these mats up on the website so uh those are the new foundation mood mats as well with those really cool design by uh our uh graphic designer from the new shirts and everything and we have two different mood mats dropping at once. And there's um, we're only dropping, I think, 90 of each. So kind of limited, but um, there's definitely at least 90 of you out there that have RBRs. So I don't know what will happen. Maybe they'll sell it. Maybe they won't. Either way. Um, also, too, what else? What else do I got to plug? Oh, yeah, don't forget. Hedy Hawaii, that's coming up. They Yes, they have sold 30 VIP tickets that those 30 people could possibly buy a piece. But that doesn't mean they'll all be sold out because there's 90 pieces. So that would be... At least, even if all VAPs bought pieces, there would still be 60 pieces left. This drop's going to be on a website. Click and buy. You're not going to have to DM or anything. You'll see pictures of the piece. You'll know what you're buying. You'll see the price. You just click and pay for it. Simple as that. You're not going to have to sit in live all day and wait for the piece to pop up. I love all you guys that are that dedicated, and I can feel the frustration. I would be too. Believe me. And I'm grateful that you guys stick with me and actually still want to keep supporting even though these frustrating things keep happening. It's fucking incredible. And I don't know what I did to deserve such people that were so dedicated to supporting my art. So, um, and then also too, after Hedy Hawaii, we have Connoisseur Smoke and then that Sunday sale in July. <sighs> Hope you guys have a good week. Hopefully this week's a little bit better for everybody. What a crazy time we're living in. But uh, yeah, again, this is the What's Up Everybody podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs>